when you raise a family of storytellers, the dinner table is always going to have something interesting yeah. being said. But I think if you get into a place where you're in your own head and you get home and you don't have a way of shaking off whatever happened during the day, so your kids get used to not having that type of dialogue, then they're not gonna learn how to articulate and express and tell stories about their day. And then that will impact your ability to have an engaging family structure. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, mindful all of this. the stuff. <laughs> so if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm Edward Copeland. Great to see you here. You got a little water on your shirt there. I can see little spots. Well, um, I was washing my hands and, and you know, Splattered I do my normal air dry, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't like to use towels. And so I was flicking my hands like oh, so that. So you're the one that gets the mirror all dirty in the bathroom. No. From shaking your shit off. No. Uh, you just told on yourself. <laughs> Actually, that was a joke. I did not do that. Oh, okay. What we, the mirror in our bathroom? Yeah. Uh, that's not me. Mm, do you do that in restaurants? Like just shake on? <laughs> <laughs> I do it in people's faces. <laughs> no. no. Could you imagine? That's bad. Yeah. No, that's- um. Okay. Well, we're kicking off this episode. I'm going back and forth between titles, how not to be a boring family. I think that might be it, but I've got a couple of things up my sleeve. Before we get into the topic for today, though, do you have a what in the world? I do. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah, this is a public announcement. Okay. If you frequent a Mm. gym of your liking, like a 24-hour fitness, a Mm. Goats gym, Mm. whatever, and they have showers, Uh and you... How do I say this? You Use square corners. And I'll explain what squaring corners means to the public. Okay. But I'm just sick and tired of the lack of modesty uh-huh. that we're seeing in these locker rooms right. these days. So <laughs> I'm sick and tired of hearing about it because every single day this week, I call you guys- it the, I call it the gym locker room confessional. And yeah. <laughs> and I got to hear this shit every single day. And this is a good tie into this, this conversation right. that we're having today about how not to have boring conversations with your family. But my husband, who I love dearly, he goes to work outside of the home and he goes to the gym in the middle of the day like yep. at a Gold's gym. Yep. Um, and he's got a very limited window of time. I got time. limited time. He goes in, knows what he's going to work out and then quickly has to go into the locker room, take a shower. Sure. So you're all about business, right? I'm moving ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm not making eye contact with anybody. I don't want to talk. I don't yeah. want to be your friend. I don't yeah. want to be like, hey, I saw you yesterday. How's your yeah. workout? I don't. Nope. You don't have time for that. I ain't got time for it. Okay. Right? So, so but the thing is, is every single single day you come home and you have something to say about someone who acted a fool in the gym right. locker room. So let me just explain to people. Okay. In the gym, you get to see adults outside of their work habitat, outside of their family, mm-hmm. um, and like outside of like the normal things. You get to see them in an element in which 
you know, it's very, very rare that they're in. And so you see behavior. What is the rare element you're speaking of? Like, I remember being in, like, when I, years ago when I ran gyms for 24-hour fitness, right? I remember, like, seeing in, adults act like children because, like, either people weren't sharing the machine, so people would throw a tantrum, mm -hmm. tantrum or people wouldn't share. Mm -hmm. Like, you see them act in their kid element mm -hmm. because it's like an adult playground, right? Okay. And so there's no one in charge of them, mm -hmm. and so they have to kind of get along. Share nicely. You got to share. Uh -huh. You got you to put things back where you found it. Right. Like, you think about the rules of the gym. It's no different than the, than the rules of a playground. Uh -huh. right you share the toys you put them back when you're done right if you mess something up you clean it up them for a little bit and right move on so someone else can play with no it. fighting in the yard right all these things but you know so that that is the same rules but the problem is is in the locker room people just don't necessarily like okay look you're gonna be naked i get it okay right but you don't have to you know, be naked, like naked, naked, like you can have a towel on, you can like do things to kind of, you know, have, is it modesty Preserve is the right word? modesty. Right. So I'm, let me give you an example. So I, I, I was in my locker. I'm like getting my stuff together. I'm getting ready to leave. Okay. A gentleman comes up, he's fully dressed, uh -huh. right? He walks around the corner mm -hmm. and I don't know what he did, but he came back completely nude. Okay. And <laughs> And not not like in a discreet way. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't he took his clothes off and he got wet. Like he was like shining. He was like glistening. And I was like Like he went into the sauna, maybe? Maybe went to but it was so fast. Right. So I'm thinking he but I don't know what he did. He went into the sauna or the steam room, but he came back with like a shine. Like I was like, <laughs> why is he glistening like this? And the only reason why I noticed is because I was like getting ready and he approached and I thought maybe I need to get out of the way. So I looked up and I was like, Oh, this dude is like completely naked. where's your clothes, bro? Where, where's your towel? Where is it? He's barefoot, everything, right? But not only that, like he's square in corners. So he's not like, you know, quickly like, you know, moving across, uh -huh. like trying to be discreet. Like uh -huh. he's like, you know, all out, right? And so I was just like, all right, bro. Okay, when you say squaring corners, like like he's in the military, around, in like, the military, you're supposed to go to a corner and you take a step and you square the uh -huh, the corner, right? So you're about face. Okay, so you're doing it with confidence. You're doing it with confidence. Eye contact. You are you are, you are taking up space. Okay, right? It, when I feel like when you're in a locker room, you're trying to be discreet because it's right. like you know it's a locker room, so yeah. you like quickly go around a corner and go to uh -huh. your locker, right? Uh -huh. Not like square in a corner, right? You know, hands on your hips, like <laughs> I'm the new guy, right? right? Check with it. everything, all with just exposed, everything just... exposed, and I have nothing. I, I, hey, yeah. look, it's locker room. I get it, uh -huh. but I just think this is a way that you, you know, move about. Yeah, right. So my husband comes home <laughs> every night, practically from work, and our dinner conversation is about how some man was not modest in the locker room and was just like, you know reaching over him <laughs> naked trying to get to his locker and eddie's like bro like all these other lockers are available i select the locker and i check the corners i go if i choose this one no one's over here no one's over here no one, i because I, I have t it's right. not that i don't want to be close to people uh -huh. i i don't want to be in a way and i don't want someone to be in my way because right. time is limited but you don't want to infringe on their space right. so you don't want them to do that 100 percent. Yeah. so you know and it never fails it's always someone gets a locker right next to me. And yeah. I always look and go, did they have options? Right. They certainly did. <laughs> and so for whatever reason, they decide I'm going to go right next to you. And I have a big red lock. Yeah. I'm going to go right next to the red lock. Yeah. And I'm going to go plant myself there. Yeah. And it's always like, 
a, a situation where someone's in the same time frame as me. Yeah. Like they're going to, oh, one guy was like, oh, it looks like we're on the same timetable. I was like, apparently, because <laughs> you're in the way I, and I'm trying to, and it's like, people don't understand the space they take up. Right. And then you got people just hanging out in the locker room on their phone. Yeah. And that's disturbing to well, me. That's a big issue that you've had lately. Yeah. Like you're sitting get, there playing play, Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Go. <laughs> get your ass out of here. Okay. You'll get, get out. Get move along. Yeah. Move along, my friend. And so now I'm getting a little like curt and like, you know, I'm like straightforward. Like, hey, you gonna are you gonna be playing this game right here? You need to move along. Okay. I am my lock is right here. And I'm like, move. Like so, so your issue is is that if you have your phone out, you <laughs> here was another really great one. You said people are in the locker room while people are changing and people are taking selfies oh, in the mirror oh, and you got like naked so, men in the background. Right. So you're very offended by that. Right. So there's a, so think about it from this standpoint. There's like this mirror that has like a little like uh, vanity area, mm. right? Where they have a hairdryer. Right. Right. And but there's also an outlet. So people plug up their phone and they like set up like a tripod and mm. they stand in front of the mirror and they start posing mm. as if they're bodybuilders. Not mind you. Well, you've been we've been so, bodybuilders. Some so we people, understand. Right. But we never I never posed in the I locker room. I would never take photos like that but with Some people, people are not even close to be posing. Right. Right. Some people are like, bro. I, you're on a journey. Uh, yeah. I get it. You got baby muscles. But you, you don't no, do it. Yeah, not here. Not here. Yeah, do that at home, and then like track your progress. I get it. Uh, you know, <laughs> take your measurements but at home. Directly uh, uh, behind that, yeah. is the is the shower. Changing so people road. come out in their Naked. square and corners, yeah. right? And so whatever you're doing in your in your video, you're capturing someone in the square corners right. and who doesn't take a towel in the locker room. Let me tell you, my I take my towel with me to the, to right. the shower right. so that I dry off in the shower, cover up, yeah. and walk through. I think that's normal. Right. What's also normal to us is that if you are going to be in a public place where there is tile on the floor and showers... Bring your fucking shoes. Yeah. Like I for you to be walking around <laughs> barefoot, like on this floor where other people like to me, that's just like that is absurd. Yeah. Like I why are you doing this? Neanderthals. That's what it I call is. it. Yeah. You're just slapping your feet against the nasty floor. You know, and and then and then here's the thing. People are in these showers and they're spitting yeah. and like making all these noises and like Hawking up loogies. Yeah, one time I was in the shower and somebody was like, and like did this noise and, and I can hear them gathering up saliva, all, their all the phlegm. Uh -huh. And I was like, if you spit, I swear <laughs> to God, I might scream. <laughs> Other people have to use this place. Right, but right? they are spitting in and there. And then mind you, They're some people, peeing in there. people pee in the showers, yeah. right? So if you're walking around with bare ass feet. It's, that is irresponsible. It is irresponsible. And then you're wondering why your feet itch. Yeah, it's probably because you're walking around thinking things are th all clean, clean and, and it's not. Yeah. And so I'm just here to say, you know, have some discretion, be responsible, have a little modesty. I, you know, you, I'm not saying you can't be new. It's a locker room. Yeah. We're guys, whatever. But, you know, you start squaring corners and trying to make eye contact with people. I, I got a problem with it. Let, yeah. let, let, leave me be. OK. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I this isn't that relevant but <laughs> we went to a korean like bathhouse recently because yeah. we wanted to get some massages it was a rainy day and our place was booked and so we were like let's try something new so we go and it's definitely like upon walking in i'm like oh this isn't like a burke williams isn't right. it where we normally go they give you like this outfit that you have to put on and all this stuff and it was just 
it was not customary for right. us. It wasn't right. like a uh, like a European spa, right? right? Where people do practice like modesty. And so I put on my bathing suit to get into the jacuzzi and they were like, oh no, no clothes in here. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> and I just like got in because here's why. There were children in the women's like right. area. And I was like, why are there kids here on iPads and stuff? And so I learned very quickly, like a Korean bathhouse is different. It's not about relaxation. It's about self-care. Mm. And they're there for a reason. Like these women are like bringing their kids there while they're getting scrubbed down, while they're getting all this right. stuff done. And I'm like, oh, I came for relaxation. I'm in the wrong place right. because right. these kids are running around. And also you want me to be naked while these kids are running around? No, I, yeah. I don't want to do that. So I was like, yeah, okay, thanks. I'm going to leave my bathing suit on. Thank you. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it's interesting, right? Like when you're out in a public and place I understand and if it, if it's, naked. If, if we're the problem, it, right? Maybe we are. Maybe we're too modest. Maybe, yeah. you know, we should be, you know. Maybe you should just let it hang. Just let it hang. And go, go commando all through the locker room, yeah. you know, walk all through. Maybe you're the problem, honey. Yeah, I'm not going to do anyways, that. But I could, I, I'm okay uh, with that. <laughs> so you come home every night and you tell us some sort of shenanigan that happened at Gold's Gym. Another thing, just so that way we're clear, like Eddie's like, there's two dispensers. There's like a shampoo <laughs> dispenser and a body wash dispenser. One's orange, one's blue. And somebody messed it up a couple of months ago. And now all they do is refill the wrong one with the same color. And somebody needs to tell them, but I'm on a time crunch. So I don't have time. I have to no tell time them. to tell him to say, you know that the blue one is supposed to be shampoo. Yeah. It is marked body wash, and the orange one is definitely. And it, it's just making your life a living <laughs> yeah. hell. So I'm trying to live through all these things, but uh, and you're surviving. I'm surviving. I'm surviving. So you know. Hey, shout out to Ghost Gym. I like the facility. If you want to sponsor the Push Podcast, oh I'm all God. good with it. But the shampoo, but the shampoo is... needs to be swapped and switched <laughs> because I have to keep reminding myself, uh, even though it says body wash, that is not body wash, my friend. <laughs> There's a whole different consistency. It just throws me off, right? You're so crazy. And it is always it is exactly that. It is shenanigans. These people are going in there messing around. Okay, so. I have a what in the world that um, is about you, to oh. be honest. So. My husband's body temperature runs very hot, very, very, very hot. It can be the middle of winter and Jordan and I are wearing like sweats and hoodies and my husband's walking around in shorts and a tank top and he's like, it is so hot in here. And so your body temperature is a problem for me sometimes. And so... Um, I love it on cold days, like winter nights, I get into the bed and you are just so warm. And so I appreciate that. So last night we, well, we have a sleep number bed and it has foot warming on it. And my husband puts his foot warmer on every night, never fails, just whatever. I need my foot warmer on because when I get in bed, my feet are literally ice cold, yeah, they right? Are. And you're so hot that when I put my hot, my cold feet on you, it doesn't do anything to your body temperature. And if it does, then thank you for not kicking me away from you. But you're the only reason I get warm at night. And so last night, for some reason, you were so hot, just so hot. And then you're like on your phone, turning on your sleep number. You're, and you go, do you want your foot warmer on? I go, no. Like, you're too hot right now. Why is your foot warmer on? And you're like, well, because it helps me fall asleep. Why? You're hot <laughs> as hell. Like, I don't understand why you need it. So you fell asleep instantly. I don't know why you swear it's because of the foot warmer. I get up like 30 minutes later. I'm having a tough time falling asleep. 
and I go to the restroom and I come back and you're completely out of all of the covers, but you had just turned your foot warmer on. <laughs> so I knew that you were hot, but you didn't know that you were hot. I just don't understand that. So you do that almost every night, though. And I just want to know, like, do you know how to regulate your body temperature? No. Do you know no. when it's hot, when it's not? Or do you just do it habitually? Ah, I just want this warm well, thing on the, my the feet. Well, the foot warmer is set to a routine, uh-huh. right? And I may have to change that routine because it's starting to get a little warmer, right? But the you put it over. on intentionally. I did. I think I am a, a creature of habit. You are. Right? And so I sometimes the habit just kicks in. Yep. And I do it and even go, oh, my God, I'm actually pretty hot. But, but then like last night, I was like, oh, I'm really kind of getting hot now. But. I always have it on. really hot. So it never dawned on me to turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept it you just on. wanted to power through? <laughs> I just wanted to power on for the for the sake of the habit. And oh, so gosh. It's just like, all right. You're ridiculous. Yeah, so. Okay, but. so here's the topic of the day that we're talking about, and that is how not to be a boring family. And here's <laughs> why it's important. Uh, Jordan and I went to dinner the other night, and there's this new place called Bossa Nova. It's not new, but it's new to us. We yeah. found it. We so were in new. Hollywood. Uh, It's a Brazilian place and Brazilian food's interesting. It's like a combination of like Latin infused, Asian infused, and I'd say Italian because there's Mm. pastas and breads and and it's just phenomenal. Like the spices and stuff. I'm going to start only cooking Brazilian food. Sounds good to me. So we discover this place. It's called Bossa Nova. It's in L.A. And we had a great dinner, the three of us. And then we happened to be in L.A. on a couple nights ago. And so Jordan and I were like, God, should we go back to that place? Well, I look one up and there happens to be one in downtown L.A. Right. So we go in and love the place. It's like, you know, super diverse, lots of different people in there, different cultures. And we love the food. It's seasoned really well. So we sit down and we're like looking and we're like, oh, those that people's food looks really good. (laughs) So we start this conversation about the people next to us. And I ask them, by the way, those bread balls look really good. And they start talking back to us. Oh, they're so good. You should order this, blah, blah, blah. That's how most of my restaurant interactions go. Would you agree? Yeah. Sometimes I share my stuff with yeah, people. Yeah, which is so random strange people. to me. Yeah. But, you know, it's all like, hey, whatever. Be nice. And, she, and not only that, she will force the food on you. Like, oh, no, you yeah, have to have you this. You have to try You this. have to have yeah. it. People are like, I people don't know you. always <laughs> appreciate it, though. Yeah. Right? They, yeah, they do. They do. After they're like, are you sure? Oh, I really want to. But are you sure? Yeah. I was like, yeah, take it from a stranger. It's fine. Take the food from a stranger. <laughs> so anyways, we have this great conversation. And then. Then the table on the other side sits next to us. It's a family of five. So two parents. I think that it was their daughter and it might have been the daughter's husband. So these young people might have been in their mid-20s. And then the parents were like, so it was a family of four. Sorry. And I got to tell you, I don't think they had very good conversation (laughs) Also, the mom was going on and on about, oh, the food is so good here. And I was like, I wanted to say, yeah, it is really good here. You guys picked a good restaurant, whatever. And so Jordan and I are having our conversation. When it comes time for them to order, we're like, what are they going to order? Because we want to order everything on the menu. And when it came time for them to order, they ordered calamari and they got salads and the dad got a pizza. Mm. And so I was thinking to myself, well, that's kind of boring for a restaurant that has really good food, right? right? It's not like the salad had like tri-tip on it. It was just an arugula salad. So anyways, I'm thinking to myself, what a bunch of boring meals. (laughs) And then I was thinking to myself, God, they're not really talking about anything. Like they're talking about like, traffic, like really generic kind of conversation. Now, 
I don't know, but it, they seemed like a family right. and it just seemed like they didn't have a lot to connect on. Right? right. So fast forward, Jordan and I are laughing, having fun, whatever. Anyways, this family pays their check. They get ready to leave. They walk out and Jordan literally reaches over, sticks her pinky out. And she said, pinky promised me that we will never be that fucking boring family. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I almost spit my water out because I was thinking the same thing. And yeah. she's like, Mom, how do how do people get so boring? Like they didn't have anything to talk about. They didn't laugh not one time. Like what what are we doing differently? And so that's what kind of sparked this conversation. And I'm not saying we have fun all the time at every conversation, but I think that if you find yourself like not knowing what to talk about with your younger yeah. kids or with your older parents, or just at dinner in general, I think that this is a helpful conversation to have. Oh, oh yeah. What do you think? A hundred percent. Because I think that if you find that you're not having the connection you want to have with maybe your kids mm -hmm. or maybe your parents or whatever it may be, it could be how you spend time, right? Mm -hmm. if, if it's not stimulating, if it's not fun, mm -hmm. like I think at the heart of our family is humor. Right. Right. And how did we get there, though? Like, because I do think that when I think back about all of the family times that we have, there's always laughter involved. Usually someone is pissing their pants because of yeah. something funny. <laughs> right. Like I, I just whether we're running from rats in New York, right. that time we visited New York and we were in an alley and we started hearing all these random noises and we saw rats and we start darting through this like alleyway. We laughed and pissed our pants so hard about that. Yeah. And we, you know, it was like every man for himself. Eddie left us all. <laughs> well, I think I, th I if I were to put a, something on that, I would say. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Mm -hmm. And I think that we taught the kids not to take themselves too seriously. Mm -hmm. And so everything is a moment. Every situation is a moment that we have that at some point can be funny. Right. It may not be funny in that moment, but at some point we're going to look back and laugh mm -hmm. at it. Right. And I think that it, you know, it's funny because we have this video that I got to find that video mm -hmm. where um, Jordan is learning how to ride her bike for the first oh, time. Oh, this is a great story. And the girls are like going in a circle, right? And, and so, how old might have they been? Jordan maybe was five, mid, maybe yeah, four. Maybe four. So let's call them four, six, and eight. Right. So it was a tricycle, right? Uh -huh. And so she's riding. We were at the park. We're at the park. And so all three girls are on their bikes and they're riding in this little like bike, little path, uh -huh. right? And in, in the middle of this like circular path is grass, mm -hmm. right? And so- the girls are going around and going around. And so then... And Kayla and Jasmine know how to ride their bike really well because right. they're older. And they don't have like training wheels right. on it. Right. So we would take in Jordan's training wheels off That's with right. what it was. Yeah. And we finally got to the point where... Because we were sitting there working with her while the other girls were you know, running around the track. And we finally got it. And Jasmine yells out... Good job, Jordan. <laughs> and no sooner than her saying that to cheer on her sister, her wheel of her bike gets caught in between the pavement and the grass in that and little like two down. inch area. <laughs> and it just locked her bike and she goes flying. Right. Man. It knocks the wind out of her and she can't breathe. And so she's like, she lands and she goes, oh my God, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. <laughs> 
That sounds so bad. So she's like, you know. She's saying it over and, and over <laughs> and over. Like, And so at this point, we drop everything. We run over to her. We let Jordan crash. And Jasmine's like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And then Eddie literally has to hit her and say, stop saying that. If you can talk, you can breathe. Just calm down. And it wound up being oh one of God. the funniest moments. Yeah, it was. And then we had it on tape. Right. So... <laughs> And she so did not find it funny. She for years did not find it right. funny. Now but that she's I think 22. that we we've kind of forced her not to take herself so seriously. Because yeah. if we would not have laughed at that and we made it a dramatic thing that yeah. happened, then the humor would have been lost forever. Right. But because of the fact that we were like we started laughing, so the sisters started laughing, yeah. and she kind of was like, <laughs> but over time, she's go. I think she had a revelation where she yeah. said, I finally found it funny. Yeah, but it was years later. Was years Another later. example my sister was here on Sunday, and I told her, I said, Guess what? Kayla's hair caught on fire on her candle, and she was, you know, panicking out, and she said, Oh, really funny sis because why a couple years ago my sister jessica was taking photos and it was christmas and we had this huge mirror behind her but there was a mantle and it had a candle on it and right. she had backed up too much and the candle lit her hair on fire she was filming right right yeah. but jordan saw the reflection <laughs> of the fire in the mirror and so she goes Auntie, your hair! And long story short, my sister's hair was on fire. And so that was one of those things where it's like, pat it out, pat it out. Oh my God, are and, you and okay? Way, and, so, and, and everyone's sitting there going, like you can Don't tell everyone laugh. wants to laugh, <laughs> but we're waiting. <laughs> and we're patiently waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. And then, you know- What my, happened was- <laughs> And, and you know, I'm like biting my tongue, like, oh my God, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Because <laughs> she gets rushed away. Right, to, to the bathroom and she's patting it and all of her hair is falling all, out. You see all this hair on, <laughs> on the, the floor, floor. And we're like, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah. So she doesn't hide, see it. Hide it from her. And your brother yeah, starts laughing. And I'm like, mm, not yet, yeah. not yet, not yet. So the funny thing was my sister had just had a baby and she was like complaining the whole day yeah. about how thin her hair was. Right, right. And so at some point after, you know, we're like, oh, God, is she going to be OK? She was already complaining <laughs> about her hair. She turned and she goes, this is like God's way of telling me you need to appreciate what you have. Yeah. And she starts laughing and then it's like green light and right. everybody starts laughing. I then it's what... like the recanting of it oh and all of the different, you know, story viewpoints points from everyone and it's just funny so how do we teach someone who may come from a boring family to kind of embody some of this like humor when you say like don't take yourself so serious what if you come from a family that does so here's an example i found this it says i just want to share that by saying this i feel terrible already even thinking it this even, is you saying this no the, this okay. is i'm reading something <laughs> okay good go ahead okay 
I'm going to start over. Okay. I'm reading this. This is not me. Okay. Somebody wrote this and it says, I just want to start by saying that I feel terrible even thinking this. And even though I love my family dearly, I just find my family so damn boring. And spending time with them has started to feel like such a chore. They're nice enough people, but we have nothing in common. My sister, who's 33, only talks about her children and literally nothing else. She tells us literally everything they do right down to their toilet habits (laughs) and she obviously doesn't want to hear about that my parents who are in their 50s only have limited subjects that they're interested in talking about and i have zero interest in any of those subjects Mm. that's tough right i try to feign it off but it gets to the point where there's nothing to say in response but hmm or interesting and so i just kind of grit my teeth And she goes on and on about all these different people in her family where she doesn't feel like she can connect with anyone. Yeah. That is sad. That's the family that we sat next to the other night. And so what tips do we have? I mean, I've got a whole checklist of questions that I'm going to link in the show notes that I feel like are good conversation starters, especially at dinner time. So you're telling me this is like a like how to this liven is an up anonymous how to uh, liven up your yeah, uh, your family your dinner table yeah um, okay <laughs> so you're asking me like what tips would I give I'm saying I think what advice thing, do you give to yeah. her if her family is boring as shit and she's like I don't even want to be around these people I feel terrible saying it they're nice enough but I'm bored out of my mind when I'm with them I think you have to find something that you can do together mm-hmm. that could produce a moment of a memory, like mm-hmm. a, a special fun memory that you can look back and have fun with. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I you know, that in itself is kind of hard because you got to get things, you got to convince everyone to do it. Right. But I do think if the our experiences, there's not been a vacation, there's not been a, a drive or, or something that something didn't happen that we can say, oh my God, that is so funny. Uh, we were on a road trip not too long ago, and the people we were road tripping with did not play any music Yeah, for about six hours. <laughs> like, at all. But I'm, well, yeah, but I'm- I was so tired from carrying the conversation that at one point I was just like, I'm going to look out the window. But, yeah, but I'm saying even, even yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but what I would say is that that you have to do something as an as a family and then someone in the family has to spark doing something fun mm-hmm. adventurous yeah um and making fun of yourself like i have no problem making a fool of myself yeah you do um, that often right but i do think that if you are listening to this and you say yeah I, you know i wish our family times were mm-hmm. more fun more engaging then maybe you have to be the one to like take yourself a little <laughs> less serious and do things that i think will bring some joy or a game or something that you know people will laugh. If you yeah. can't remember the last last time you laughed out loud mm. full your full body. Yeah. So then, where you were going to pee your pants. Pee your pants, then you've not working hard enough. Yeah. You got to find a way to like engage in things in a way that you can have fun with. <laughs> so I'll tell you my sister used to live with us and I remember one night almost peeing my pants in bed right. with you where you got in bed and we said goodnight to everyone and you were so giddy and like <laughs> laughing and I was like what'd you do? Like, I know you did something and you were like, just wait for it. Just wait for it. So my sister, he could hear her, you know, walk into the bathroom. She flips on the light and she goes, 
Really, Eddie? Really? And he just was so tickled from all the way down the hall. You were waiting to hear what she said. And you had taken a pumpkin and put like a wig on it and put it on the toilet. And just like, it's just random and stupid. But she knew exactly that it was you. And you got so much joy out of just hearing her say, really, Eddie? Really? And then it just, the family erupted in laughter. Well, I mean, yeah, because we we were going back and forth with different things. I I think I put Kayla's like seven foot teddy bear in the bathroom because I was trying to get it. So when she goes to the bathroom at night, like this, something would scare this, her. Yeah, something would scare her. But I think that those are things you got to have fun. You got to like be mischievous and do things that will you know you know have fun with the yeah. family that you would laugh at that you can you can look back and have a memory. And I think that I think we would both say that. We do things to kind of intentionally have a good time. Yeah. Right. So one time I remember uh, the girls went to some fair or something at school and they came home with a fish, a stupid goldfish. Yeah. And that was this whole thing. We got to go to freaking PetSmart and get a freaking tank and all this dumb shit. And I knew they were going to kill the fish. Yeah. Right. And so we get the fish and they named the fish like, I don't Yolanda or something. <laughs> I don't even remember the name of the fish. And I bet you they do, though. Yeah. And so they must have been uh, 10, 8, and 6 or so. And all of a sudden, I think it was Jasmine walks out. It's like busy evening time. My sister, my brother-in-law are here. The kids are all here. You're here. And Jasmine comes out of her room with the fish tank. And she's like, guys, (laughs) Yolanda died. And I was like, honey, I'm so sorry for your loss. Oh, my God. We need to have a funeral. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, we do. She wasn't really crying, but I was like leaning into it's a death. Right. And so I was like, "Okay, let's meet in the bathroom in five minutes. Go put your funeral clothes on. And she goes, should I tell Auntie Jessica? I was like, yep. Knock on her door and tell her. So we just quickly (laughs) went to all of the rooms and told everyone, hey, Yolanda died. We need to have a funeral Report to the bathroom in five minutes. My brother-in-law, Tony, you guys, puts on a blazer <laughs> and a black hat. My sister puts on a black hat. We all have like something black on. And we started, my brother, Tony, was like, okay, we got to start the processional <laughs> on the back of the house, right? right? So we start and he's doing like a hymn. <laughs> like he's like humming some funeral yeah. mu- music as we're walking down the hall in the hallway to the bathroom. We get in the bathroom. Did you do the service for the I, fish? I think, yeah, I think I had to you know, bless the fish before we flushed it. Ladies and gentlemen, door. we're gathered here today <laughs> in loving memory it was a of a great fish. Yeah, who's a great fish. Yeah. And somebody goes, <laughs> <laughs> and we all stayed in character. This is not rehearsed. And then we dump the fish in the toilet. We say a prayer. And then everyone's like, okay, let's go eat dinner. Yeah. yeah. And so I think we've always tried to have ridiculous fun with our kids. Um, But if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, well, what are some table topics? Like, how do I spark conversation? Maybe there's different generations. Like, how do I even communicate with my kids who are so stuck on social media these days? I don't really know what's going on in their lives. I think we have some go-to questions that we can kind of talk about. We've, for a very long time, talked to the kids about what's your peak and pit? Mm -hmm. What was your peak of the day? What was the best thing that happened to you? And what was the pit of your day? Right. And I think that alone just sparks a bunch 
bunch of conversations. Yeah, right? and yeah, and and I think that that got them to a place where we started that early, uh-huh. and so they got them to a place of really thinking about their day and recanting things that have have happened, mm-hmm. and then as parents engaging, but also finding the humor, finding yeah. the interesting things um, that come from that, yeah. right? And then having conversations about it that spark, because we're not talking about every single time you're, it, it's about humor. Right. It may be just a thought provoking conversation. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of those too, yeah. where we are like challenging each other, having debates mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. And then, you know, I think those things bring a certain level of insight, but also a togetherness yeah. that um, you don't get if you don't, if you don't ask for that, or if you don't, you know, create the environment yeah. where they can share. I've been working from home, no secret, and I'm bored at home. Like I'll go sometimes 10 or 12 hours without talking to anyone. And so I don't have a lot of fun things to talk about come dinner time. And so you guys come home from work or school and I'm like really interested to see like what what did you laugh at today? Right. So one of my go-to questions that I ask Jordan every day when I pick her up from school, I'm like, who made you laugh today? Tell me, like I yeah. need it. And she'll think and she's like, oh my God, Marielle today, you know, she did the skit. She and she's like recanting it. It brings her joy, but it also is funny for me to see what humor my daughter enjoys. Right? Yeah. yeah. You come home. You've always got some locker room, you know, chronicle <laughs> or something. So you bring a lot of joy to my life. But like, I will say, nothing's off topic for our family. Right. Like we've had conversations now that the kids are older. Uh, big debates about capitalism or globalization and how it impacts them. And, you know, should Jeff Bezos be responsible for ending world hunger and poverty? And we have heated debates around those things. But I think it's given our kids the ability to articulate a viewpoint, to be open to other viewpoints, to engage in healthy discussion and debate. And I think that they're better because of that. Oh, 100 percent. And I think this is where you take the small thing in your day and you find a way to make it bigger than what it, what mm-hmm. it is. And so you see something, something interesting. You read an article yeah. and then you- a t- podcast, you a podcast, po- And, you know, take the time and write yourself, yourself a note that, hey, you know, I want to ask my family about this. And mm-hmm. I think about those things. So I, I can't wait to ask them about this, right? And so I'll have like, okay, here's the situation, yeah. right? You know, and it could be something fun. Like if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Yeah. Right. And like all those kind of questions, you get the people get to spark their imagination. They yeah. get to have fun. And then that from there, you can it, that trickles into another conversation. And so when we see those tables of people that, you know, they're not talking, it's to me, it's like, OK, no one came with some type of right. intentionality of mm-hmm. saying, hey, I want to find a way to have an engaging conversation. So I'm going to have this question and, and and almost prompt the group to say, let's yeah. talk about something really interesting and see where it leads. Right. Yeah. And I think that those are things that are really, really important. But also in the process of having those conversations, what we do, I think, unconsciously is we allow the kids to maintain their individuality. So we're not trying to shape them to be exactly like us. Like mm-hmm. they're very, very different. Right. And they have very, and very different. we wanted them to be different. Right. And I think that through that individuality, you get a different aspect or a different viewpoint. And that's where I think things get really fun and interesting. Because yeah. when Jasmine tells a story, she tells a story from her yeah. viewpoint, right? And then Kayla will tell a story from her viewpoint. And then Jordan, like they all have yeah. a way of doing that that's unique and special. Yeah, I love that. I think what are if you think of some of the questions that you've asked the family, because you're good at questions. Sometimes your questions stress me out though. <laughs> 
you know, like the basic ones, like you're on a deserted island. What's one album and one book that you bring? That was like a question we asked everyone at the dinner table at Easter. Um, And you see like who says the Bible because it's resurrection day, right? right? right, Who says the Godfather, like all of those different things. We laughed and got something different out of those. But I think being unfiltered, I think having open dialogue, I will say that now that our kids are older, I like the conversations we have with them too. Uh, Venus, one of Jasmine's friends who's 21, she turned to me at dinner on Easter and she goes, what are you and Eddie going to do? Like when you have no kids living in your house, like what what are you going to do? And I turned to her and I said, Venus, we're going to have a lot of sex in our house, (laughs) in every room in our house. So make sure that you and your friend don't come over unless it's announced. And she thought it was so funny. And it's like, Yeah, that's what parents do when the kids are gone, right? So I don't have to filter those things anymore, which I love. And I think that they appreciate like the honesty and seeing us also be in a different season of our life too. Yeah. And so I think if you have younger kids or if your kids are, you know, under 10. um, Ask them questions about their friends. Right. But I think also getting a habit of, like telling stories, mm-hmm. right? And you may think, oh, I'm not a really good storyteller. Yeah, yeah you are. Yeah. You just got to tell the story. Yeah. And I think that over the years, it, and this is all revisionist, like I'm looking at back and going, okay, that's what, mm-hmm. like we got in the habit of like constantly telling stories. And then some of those stories based on our personalities were humor based. Some of these stories were kind of like, can you believe this happened? Right. Right. And so I think the kids got into a habit of like now they're storytellers. Right. Right. And so when you raise a family of storytellers, the dinner table is always going to have something interesting being said. But I think if you get into a place where you're in your own head and you get home and you don't have a way of shaking off whatever happened during the day. And so your kids get used to not having that type of dialogue, then they're not going to learn how to articulate and express and tell stories about their day. And then what happens is that will impact your ability to have an engaging family structure, which I think is super important. And I think that there were times where we didn't always sit down at the dinner table to have dinner because, you know, I was starting a business when the kids were young. And so maybe it was we had dinner on the go or in the car or at the bakery. But I will say that there was always a time for us to come together and have some sort of conversation about how the day went. And things like, you know, tell me about your best friends right now. Who do you hang out with at lunch? Like, what do they do that makes you laugh? What are some qualities you think of when you think of your best friends? And like, how long do you think you're going to be friends with these people? I mean, I remember them being sick saying like, oh, we're going to get an apartment in college and we're going to be 20 and blah, 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 blah. And I would always tell them, if you get blessed with one true friend in life, then you've lived a a blessed life. And the bulk of them have a very small handful of friends that have made it this far with them, right? Because I do believe that friendship is fleeting sometimes, right? You have proximity friends, you have seasonal friends. And so I wanted them to learn that young. We've talked about everything from like when we met Jasmine's new boyfriend. I was like, so Sam, tell me about like what kind of radio presets do you have in your car? What do you listen to when you're driving? And he's like, oh, Uh, I listened to nothing but like Mexican music. And I was like, really? Tell me more. So you learn a lot about people when you have the intention to get to know them and to spark some sort of conversation. Yeah. And one of the things I'll tell you is is share shows with your family. 
What so, do you mean? Like if there's a, what? shows. So if there's a show oh, uh-huh. on on television mm-hmm. on uh, Apple TV, whatever you you use, like find out what your kids are listening or watching and watch it with with them, yeah. right? Because I think that one of the things you'll find is that what their interests are what's funny to them. Mm-hmm. And then from there can be really cool conversations. Like yeah. we are a family of pausers. We pause during shows <laughs> and we say, okay, wait a second. And so can we, we talk about this for a second. Right. Yeah. And so they're used to like having dialogue yeah. and, and and having humor beyond just what we're watching. It's, it's, it's active. It's not yeah. like a passive thing. We're not just sitting there, you know, Consuming. letting our, yeah, letting our yeah. minds melt. We're actively watching something. And so we're having dialogue, but I think if you're struggling to find engagement, like that's one way that you can do that with your kids. Like, what are you watching right now? You're yeah. watching that. Should I watch that? And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden now you can have dialogue. Right. Yeah. And so I think that those things are, are super important too. One thing we used to ask them before they went to bed and we do it every Thanksgiving. We'll go around if there's 20 people at Thanksgiving. We have to say one thing we're grateful for, but you can't say the same thing that someone else said. So right. everyone's going to say family. Let right. the first guy say it, and then you can't say it anymore. And it's interesting to see like people get, oh, I don't want to go last. It's like, okay, you have more than 20 things to be thankful <laughs> for, right? And so um, we're going to link a list of like table conversations that you can have. But I think that the key here is to be intentional and have a couple of questions in your back pocket when you're trying to connect with people, especially if you're like a mother or a father leading a family. I think having some key moments where you have dinnertime conversation and it's something that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, people ask her like, oh my God, all these people rejected you. Nobody wanted to like make Spanx. Nobody wanted to carry them. Like, how did you keep going? And she said, oh, I came from a family where we celebrated failure. Mm. Every week at the dinner table on Friday, my dad would say, so kids, tell me, what'd you do this week to fail? Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's it. That's exactly why she views failure as something to be excited about. Yeah. That means if you didn't come home and you don't have anything that you failed at, you didn't try anything hard this week, right? Right, right. And so that, I was like, dang, I wish we would have done that with them when they were kids, but I didn't hear about that till years later. So think of some things that are going to help shape and mold who they become, memories that they're going to remember, like when they become young adults, traditions that maybe they'll start with their own kids at the dinner table. I think we've tried to be intentional with those things. I think you have to be interested in like your kids' thoughts and like their ideas and their imagination and use these questions, but really explore like how they got there. And I think that... I'm even more intrigued with their thinking now because they're even older. Mm -hmm. But I I think that that level of appreciation of them, like as a parent, when uh, here's what I say, as a kid, when your parents show interest in the things you're interested in, the, you know, what you're talking about, the things that you love, that's a huge boost in their self-esteem because they think what I do, what I consume, what I'm into matters. That means Part of that means I matter, yeah. right? And I think that so often parents kind of chalk up, well, you're into young things and I'm not into that, yeah. right? And so sharing music, I think in that shrinking show, like, you know, the daughter, remember she went to go show him yeah. his favorite song. And, and we did that as kids, her favorite song. Her favorite song. Yeah. And like, you know that feeling when this song is so good and you're like, okay, mom, dad, let me yeah. let me show you this song. Okay, you hear that? And like, yeah. if you don't show that you're somewhat interested they're never going to do that again. Yeah. 
But why would they be interested in your shit if you're not interested in theirs? Precisely. Because you think that your music is better, right? Right. Our 17-year-old loves Erica Badu and Lauren Hill and all of these old Tamiya. Like I was like, Jordan, oh my God, did you know that it's Tamiya's 25-year anniversary of, you know, the song that you love so into you? And she goes, 25 years? Oh my God, let's play it. (laughs) Like she's not thinking that it's old, Right. right? But in... You know, reverse, she's got this new artist that she found, this artist called Eloise. And she's like kind of still indie, I think, hasn't been uh, really like blown up yet, but just released a new album. She's from the UK and she loves it. So we're in the car and she goes, Mom, can I play Eloise? And I'm like, okay, is it fast paced or what? Because I'm getting ready to fall asleep. If it's slow, then let's wait. But she loves this album. So we play it. Right. Yeah. And so being able to experience those things together, I think, is a lot of fun. Yeah. And the reason I ask, is it fast paced? Because I need to stay alive right now and awake. She like gets it. She's like, oh, let's put on some bangers. And we were riding home the other night super late and we were singing at the top of our lungs. And those are some of the best memories, like best memories that I'll never forget. Yeah, that's great. Anyways, I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you have a boring family, it's not too late to change it. (laughs) Um, Take a look at these questions and let us know in a response or DM us on Instagram, TikTok, wherever you follow us and let us know what are some conversational questions that you use to spark some conversations or create some humor in your family. We want to hear from you and we'll add your stuff to our list. Thanks for listening, you guys. We'll see you in the next episode. All right, push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.